babes. Guess what? We have a new segment on the block. It is Wednesday, and that means that we are launching the newest segment of the Bay Bay of Podcasts called Women to Watch, where I sit down and chat with some of the most badass babes in their industry, babes that are blazing some trails, also some babes that are really just getting some shit done and following their dreams and jumping into their passion projects. So I'm so excited that you guys are here to listen on an additional episode this week. And uh, stay tuned and make sure to follow them on social media when you're done um, and give them all the support that they deserve. Thank you so much. And I can't wait for you guys to see who's up next. Woo-wee. Okay. I must tell you guys, I have really let you down. I say that in the capacity to where it is Thursday, I'm recording the Women to Watch Wednesday episode, but also I've not been consistent and I am, I'm really sorry. Half of me is apologizing. Half of me is just trying to be honest about life and shit right now. And I say that I failed you because I haven't been consistent about my episodes here for you to get encouragement, love, inspiration, all that jazz. But also like my life is crazy town all of the time. And I don't know how y'all who have children do anything because today I am having trouble. Like I showed up really well for myself today at work. Um, sometimes sales can be very up and down, which is fine. Um, But afterward, my brain was so fucked up that I walked the dog and then I walked myself. Um, I listened to the Michael Lussier, Lussier, I don't know how you say your last name from Love is Blind, her interview with Nick Vile. And I normally don't listen to that podcast, but I really might start. It's not too bad coming from a Bachelor alum. And he has really good um, interviewer ease. So another way that I failed you is that... <laughs> March was Women's History Month, and I didn't do shit for y'all. And I want to apologize because I'm sure you could have used some encouragement, a kick in the butt, um, some tough love, some women to look up to. um, And I really like to talk about them. So thankfully, the lovely humans that have Students for Liberty, a freer future website, aka studentsforliberty.org, did a full blog post slash article about Women's History Month. And so I am using them as my main resource today because they are going through 12 women who've contributed to a freer future. So I'm literally going to read you facts about amazing women in history and maybe some current ones. Um, and I'm just real stoked about it. So if you just stumbled in three minutes into this episode and you're like, who the hell is this B rambling? Hi, I'm Jess, host of the Bay Bay of podcast. And this is Women to Watch Wednesday on a Thursday. So here we go. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much. And if you just are tuning in, Um, I'm giving you a roundup of the 12 women that have given us a freer future. Thanks to students, um, for liberty.org. It's a great website with lots of 
amazing resources on it. And this is this week's Women to Watch Wednesday. So I'm just going to get right into it because we got a lot of babes to talk about. So Women's History Month obviously was in March. As I said in my intro, I failed you guys. So I'm trying to do better. But it serves as an opportunity to create the main great or to celebrate the many great women in history who have contributed extensively to the uh, advancement of liberty. Unfortunately, designers of state school curricula are notorious for cherry picking which historical figures should be studied ardently, while often excluding the contributions of women who have worked who have worked toward the advancement of a freer future. So this Women's History Month, 2023, that's March. Let's take a look back at some game changers who've paved the way for individual liberty. And I will just preface this episode going into the deep parts of this is that I am tired. My brain is really giving me a run for my money this week. Um, And so if I stumble, mispronounce, I'm really doing my best over here, guys. And all of the information will be in the show notes, as you know. So let's dive in. First up, Ann Rand. 1905 to 1982, a Russian-American author, playwright, philosopher, was one of the most significant thinkers of the 20th century. She is most famous for her novels, which included Atlas Shrugged and The Fountainhead. Throughout her work, Anne Rand promoted her philosophy of objectivism, wherein reason with only means of acquiring knowledge. She was staunchly opposed to all forms of collectivism, and to the initiation of force withholding, sorry, holding laissez-faire capitalism as the utmost ideal. Ayn Rand's work was played, sorry, has played an influential role in discussions around liberty, which remains as relevant as ever to this day. I'm going to have some photos about every babe I cover in here, so you'll be able to see a visual and a verbal. Here we go. Number two, Mary Wollstonecraft. Hmm. 1759 to 1797. I'm learning a lot already. Like how to say, how to say Wollstonecraft. Mm-hmm. An English writer and philosopher was a prominent early advocate of women's rights. She is often considered to be one of the founding feminist philosophers. Say that fast three times. In 19, sorry, in 1792, she published what she was arguably known her is her best work, A Vindication of the Rights of Woman. Wollstonecraft decried a lack of educational opportunities for women and asserted that both men and women should be treated as equal, rational beings. True statement. She promoted a changing social order where a greater emphasis will be placed on reason. Interesting. Third up, Isabel Patterson. 1886 to 1961, she was an Canadian-American novelist, journalist, philosopher, and literary critic. Born on Manitoulin Island, Ontario, apologies for not saying that correctly, to a farming family of extremely modest means, 
She spent her childhood moving around parts of Canada and the United States as her parents sought work. Always an avid reader, she eventually became a secretary for a newspaper publisher in Spokane, Washington. At this point, she started writing editorials wherein she expressed her fervent support for free trade. Patterson is known to have written over 1,200 newspaper columns as well as numerous novels. However, her most famous work was The God of the Machine, published in 1943. This book, a treatise on political philosophy, became widely regarded as a foundational cornerstone of libertarian thought. A fierce anti-collectivist and friend of Anne Rand's, Patterson was notably an ardent critic of Franklin D. Roosevelt's New Deal. Number four, Sojourner Truth, 1797 to 1883. Born Isabel Baumfrey was a prominent American abolitionist and women's rights activist. First of all, I had no idea that Sojourner Truth was not her real name. I'm dumb. Or just undereducated. Probably a little bit of both today. She was born into slavery, but escaped to freedom in 1826. Two years later, in 1828, she made history as the first African-American woman to take up a court case against a white man and win. Sojourner Truth learned that her five-year-old son, Peter, had been illegally sold to a slave owner in Alabama by a man named John Dumont, to whom she once belonged. As such, she sued to recover her son. Winning the case after several months of legal proceedings. Bravo, babe. Way to go. She later gave many public speeches promoting the liberation of slaves and helped recruit black troops for the Union Army during the Civil War. Thereafter, Truth led calls for formerly enslaved people to be granted repartitions in the form of, quote, 40 acres and a mule. Number five, Mercy Otis Warren. From 1728 to 1814, she is best known for her activism during the American Revolution. She played an important role as a pamphleteer, writing extensively to advance the cause of the independence movement. Much of her work at this time focused on delegitimizing royal authority in 13 colonies and the issue of the British infringements on civil liberties. After independence, she was a prominent advocate for the Bill of Rights. A poet and a playwright, Mercy Otis Warren is a notable woman, sorry, is notable for being the first woman to have written a history of the revolutionary period, publishing her three volumes, History of the Rise, Progress, and Termination of the American Revolution in 1805. Her work was widely popular with many contemporary political leaders, such as George Washington and Alexander Hamilton. Number six, Rose Wilder Lane, 1886 to 1968. She was a journalist, novelist, travel writer, and political theorist. Born to poor farmers in DeSmet, Dakota Territory, she eventually became credited as one of the founders of the modern libertarian movement. Working as a telegrapher, telegrapher, shoot telegrapher after graduating top of her class in high school rose wilder lane would later pursue a career as a freelance writer 
contributing to various outlets. Lane traveled extensively, first with her husband and later on her own following their divorce, and wrote many short stories. She was considered to be one of the highest paid female writers in the late 1920s. Starting in the 1930s, she encouraged her mother, Laura Ingalls Wilder, to write the Little House series, often serving as her editor. Although Lane published a number of successful novels, her most notable work was The Discovery of Freedom of 1943, inspired by her strong support for ideas of liberty. I thought with the name Wilder, that may be where we were going with that, so I love it. Number seven, Sarah Maps Douglas. A writer and educator, Sarah Maps Douglas, 1806 to 1882, was was a leading abolitionist in the 19th century America. Coming from a family of prominent black abolitionists, she was among those who founded the Philadelphia Female Anti-Slavery Society, or PFAS, in 1833. Her mother, Grace Bustill, Bustill, sorry, Douglas, 1782-1842, was a co-founder of the PFAS, which famously brought together both black and white abolitionists at a time when biracial organizations were unusual. Beyond managing the Philadelphia Female Anti-Slavery Society, Sarah Maps Douglas was an active fundraiser for both the abolitionist cause and the burgeoning black press. She wrote for several publications, including the Anglo-African Magazine and the Liberator. Douglas also spoke at many public events. And as a passionate educator, she ran her own school in New York for free black children and adults. Number eight, uh, Suzanne La Folliette, 1893 to 1983, was a prominent advocate of the libertarian feminism during the 20th century. An author and journalist, La Follette, set out her ideas in a groundbreaking book called Concerning Women, first published in 1926. She was a staunch anti-communist and a firm believer in the benefits of a free market economy. La Follette was a member of the League of Equal Opportunity a feminist organization which, among others, opposed all minimum wage legislation. Over the years, La Follette contributed extensively to various incarnations of the free man, a libertarian political. Furthermore, in the 1970s, an excerpt concerning women titled Beware the State was subsequently republished as a part of an anthology called The Feminist Papers, Her legacy involves recognition as an early contributor to the libertarian movement in the U.S. So we can take a break in the action really quickly. I just realized that I could highlight things in an article on my phone because it just happened on accident. Welcome to 2023, Jess. You've arrived. Okay. Four more babes to go. I'm learning a lot. I'm very excited. Number nine. Harriet Tubman, an iconic American abolitionist and activist, Harriet Tubman, 1822 to 1913, undertook a do- over a dozen rescue missions to liberate slaves during the mid-19th century. Herself born into slavery in Maryland, she escaped along with two of her brothers in 1849, fleeing to Philadelphia. 
She promptly returned to rescue more relatives from slavery in Maryland. In the 1850s, Tubman was heavily involved in assisting with the Underground Railroad, a network used to help escaped slaves reach free states or even Canada. During the Civil War, she worked as a cook and a nurse for the Union Army, later serving as a scout and a spy. During the raid of Combahee Ferry, C-O-M-B-A-H-E-E, I'm sure I'm saying that incorrectly, so I apologize, in 1863, she led an armed expedition in which over 700 enslaved people were liberated. Although she retired to care for her elderly parents after the Civil War, she remained a prominent activist for women's suffrage for many years. Number 10, Eleanor Ostrom, 1933 to 2012. What? For real? She's a newbie. <laughs> I say that because her birth and death dates are not the 1800s. Um, she was an American political economist who became, in 2009, the first of only two women to ever receive the Nobel Prize in economics. Her groundbreaking, wow, her groundbreaking analysis of economic governance caught the attention of the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences, the organization responsible for awarding the Nobel Prize. Involved in the field of research management, resource management policy since the 1960s, Ostrom was able to draw on her extensive research. She presented the case that resources such as fisheries, forests, and grazing lands can be far more efficiently and sustainably managed by those who use them, such as individuals and private companies, as opposed to when they are managed by governments. Well, that makes sense. Good job. Number 11, Mary Prince. She was a prominent British abolitionist whose autobiography, The History of Mary Prince, was published in 1831, was the first biographical account of a black woman to be published in England. At this time, slavery was still illegal in the British Caribbean colonies, including Bermuda, where Prince was born into slavery in 1788. In 1815, Prince was sold to John Adams Wood, who used her as a domestic servant. When Wood and his family traveled to London in 1828, he brought Prince with him as a servant. While in England, Mary Prince was able to leave Wood and his family, although she would face capture if she ever returned to the family in Bermuda. Oh, to her family in Bermuda, my apologies. And prospective employers would be warned not to hire her. Nonetheless, she left anyway. Finding work with Thomas Pringle, an abolitionist writer involved with the Anti-Slavery Society. With the assistance of Pringle and Susanna Moody, another prominent author, she worked on her autobiography wherein she described her brutal, brutal experience of slavery in great detail. All right, you guys, last but not least is Toni Nathan, 1923 to 2014. She was an American libertarian political activist who in 1972 became the first woman to receive an electoral college vote in a U.S. presidential election. Nathan, running with John Hospers, was selected as the recently formed Libertarian Party's vice presidential nominee. This vote came from a faithless elector, Roger McBride, a Republican from Virginia. A successful and radio and television producer, Tony Nathan, was a founding member of the Association of the Libertarian Feminists. Her pro-liberty convictions developed after she discovered the work of Ayn Rand. Throughout her career, she 
or sorry, in political activism, she was a staunch advocate of free markets, individualism, and abortion rights. She was also a noted opponent of the military draft and the war on drugs. I love this. And there's also a quiz, which I'll make sure is in the show notes. So I know this episode was quick and pretty simple. And honestly, I really, really learned a lot. I think my favorite was that a lot of the women in this article, pardon, um, were very strong in affliction, which I appreciate, of their ideals, of the way they live their lives, of the way they go against the grain, and so I'm like salmon in a sea. So I'm happy to be a woman in 2023, but very excited to continue to learn more about the women in this week's episode. So thank you for bearing with me. (laughs) It's been a very long day. But don't forget to tune in for another episode soon. So there's more coming in the pipeline. I'm super excited for you to hear. So thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye! you guys thanks for listening this week and if something resonated with you feel free to reach out to me on socials at the babe af pod and don't forget to rate review like subscribe all the things on those platforms i'm on tiktok facebook instagram and i might even try out youtube soon so buckle up babes let's go if you'd like to meet with me have a coffee plan an event have a confetti moment. I don't know, y'all. Feel free to do so through email at thebabeafpod at gmail.com. I hope you guys have the best day and the best time today. I can't wait to see you next time. Toodles.